Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! From Snowmageddon. Yeah, Southern. Uh, southern Snowmageddon. So I guess I saw that all but two states were covered with snow. Florida and Georgia. But I mean, Alaska. So I guess that's the, whatever, continental U.S. But we had the like bad snow. What I mean by that is we had three to four inches of solid ice that then got a nice little three to four inches of powder on top of it. And so you could sled and snowball fight and all that. But as it melted off, it's just this... Solid iceberg everywhere. It made driving impossible for about four days. Yeah. I've been trying to shovel it out of my driveway so we could walk to the cars and walk out without sliding and slipping. And it's like, oh, the snow is easy the first couple shovels, and then it's just... Crunch? Uh, it's not even crunch. It's just like breaking your shovel. So I tried to do the hot water thing and pour on it. And because the weather was above freezing, it worked pretty well. It didn't refreeze, yeah. but it still didn't just like melt through. Well, it's really weird to me that... like. Yesterday, we still had ice and snow on the roads, and then last night, it was like 50-something degrees, and it rained. And you would think that would have just, like, washed it all away. Not on some roads. No. On, on my rural road where I live, I had a picture of it I meant to text you. Is I mean, it was like, oh, I'm going to slide off the side of the yeah, road. Yeah. For those in of the, you that, shade, that don't live in the South that are nice enough to listen to this podcast, which is probably like two people, but those two people that listen. Sean Carson and... I don't know. Sean Carson's... Who's ever riding in his car with him when he's listening to it? His kids. Marky. <laughs> but but uh, we're not used to this stuff. This is, I think, I've lived here and for... shout out to our people in Texas. Like, I, Oh, gosh. I mean... Well, this is my 16th year living in Mississippi, and it's the third time we've had... A, like a real snow, not just like a little yeah. frost or a little like half an inch, but like a legit like shut the town down, stay home for three days. Snow. Are you counting the ice we got back in like whatever it was, 14, 15 or whatever? When yeah. like Birmingham and Atlanta. And there was were- one in like in like 2010, 2011, there was one. And then there was one when we got some ice and so but the, there, three there was times. The funny thing I that it was 86 or 87. We had the opposite of what we got. So you had snow with ice on top of the yeah. snow. So there was like six inches of snow. And you're like, yeah, you're so excited. It's powdery and you can pack it and throw and, it. And then the next night it sleeted on top of uh, that. So it was like, in, like, so you went, like, you couldn't even go out and play in it because it was, the snow was under like two, two, three inches of ice. It was awful. But, but for this, the first two days of it were great because everyone was out of school, sledding all over the place. It was a big snow. Yeah, it was great. But I was ready to get back. And what's crazy is, a day ago, the temperature was like 28, and it dropped all the way down to 11. 60. Today is 60. Tomorrow's going to be 65. Yeah. And it's it's a weird 30 to 40 temperature swing. I mean, it was like dead cold. I mean, it's 8 degrees one day. Yeah. Oh, I went and picked up my kids at lunch today uh, for lunch, and we were like playing outside a little bit when we got like, home. Literally, around. literally <laughs> you <laughs> could wear shorts. Easily. My, my daughter had shorts on. From like... Every bit of like snow pants, <laughs> snow bibs, snow bibs. So weird observation by Mr. Mabus and myself was there was this crazy post and it was mostly moms. Let's just say it was moms posting on Facebook asking who had snow bibs I didn't know in Mississippi because 
you know, again, 16 years, three times. I have, I have snow pants. Like, I never, I guess I didn't ski enough. bibs, but, yeah. but, like, unless you're a skier that flies to Colorado or North Carolina or the Virginias or something like that to ski, you're not going to have that in your closet, Mississippi. Yeah, but, like, everybody was, like, thinking it was going to get in from, the call sign was, I'm I'm feeling really nervous about Amazon, and then you knew it was going to be, like, <laughs> mittens and all that, and I was like, I Hey, that ain't getting here, dog. Like, and I hope everybody did. I hope everybody's kids were safe. Or we um, didn't have mail or packages for a week. Yeah, I've got um, downstairs here. I don't know how you got up because, like, I got. I've been getting all the notices of like, this has arrived. This has arrived. Yeah. This has arrived today. It's gonna be like Christmas again. Well, we. Uh... But the the problem for me is everybody. Are, speaking of repeated mantras, everybody had a really big tough time like reentry for like New Year's after New Year's. We're back. I, I feel it. like we're resetting. I feel like we've come off a holiday again because we were out all last week. Couldn't get to work. Yeah, I think through our and we our had, banks in our area were open two days, and it was like due, a ten to two thing. So and due to power outages, spotty. We had really spotty internet. Uh, it was kind of tough to to manage around. Which again, I know, I know we've got some people listening from Texas, and I feel for them because it was worth. I mean, like. You know, from the big people down to, you know, like Chip Gaines goes into his restaurant and water's pouring out in the middle. I follow a lot of, um, I'm a woodworker, so like woodworkers are showing up, like showed up to a school that's just flooded, like the high school. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, come on. Do we, <laughs> universe, have we not had enough tough stuff? But yeah, what's the, next? That's my thing. I'm but the cycle of next? like go back to work for a, for a month and a half, two months, and then like stop, then. If we have to like start and re- stop and restart every six or six times this year, we see some momentum and some well, positive momentum. And I, here, here's one too for our because this is a bank marketing podcast for those bank marketers out there with multiple locations that they market, manage, and run comms for. One of the issues we had is, in, you know, you go on your website. How do you tell people that like in Which Mississippi one? your branches are closed in these markets, but they're not here? But in Georgia, we're wide open. Nothing's happening there. Yeah. And I had to go pick up to- something today, and I was looking for a national company where this thing I want to pick up was, and it was like, we're open. And I was like, I don't know if I trust it because it could just be the corporate feeding through to Google. Yeah. And so I tried to call the local No one answered, told you they were closed. No, couldn't get them because it went to the national number and... It was a sort of a rigmarole, but you know, like is it rigmarole or rigmarole? Because I've heard both. I like rigmarole better. Rigmarole, but is I've the heard rigmarole. That that's a colloquial. Station. I can't use that on the podcast. I can. Okay. I right. did. Well, it, it's done. There is a rigmarole. Uh, what, what's the line? As you should. As you should. Rigmarole is not a real word. Okay. It's like irregardless. Instead of just regardless. Yeah, Kenny Mabus. Yeah. Irregardless. Well. We had a struggle, an internal struggle, with how do we tell our clients which offices are open and closed. And we came down to, in these states, these offices may be closed or have altered hours or whatever wording we used. Call ahead. And I know that puts it on your call center, and a lot of people don't want that. But when you have 200 locations, and let's say 60 of them were impacted, maybe 80 of them were impacted, maybe 100 do you do a hundred that that was one of the arguments I had with a local branch team member was we can't just go and list every branch over and over again because are you posting seventy Facebook posts? Like this branch is closed, but here's their hours. This one's closed, and here's their hours. And, and they're you, like, But our customers, we have to relationships cut I'm like, I hear you. How do you even 30, manage that? You know, 
30-some thousand followers on Facebook that'll get your messaging, and then you're going to message every branch. And so then you put the market, but like, this side of town could be open. This side of town's not. This could have had a, a pipe break and be closed. Like, some of our offices didn't have power for three days. Some of our offices weren't impacted at all and had wide-open parking lots, and you could get in and out of them, and, and some went drive through for whatever reason. Plus, you've got a pandemic going on. So you've got, and again, and also on this, some states have multiple pandemic procedures. So you've got some states where masks are just about mandated almost everywhere, but you've got some that like can be open. Some you wear a mask, some you're not, some you got to go in at a certain time. There's been a lot of really, I think for marketers, now given our stuff is all public, but a real learning curve of like, how do you get the right information to the customer at the right time for their specific needs. And I think it's been it's been a struggle. Uh, but ours was we wanted you to call ahead if you were going in. So we put that on social media. We put a, a, a web page, a, a slider on yeah. the front of our web page that said, you know, these states are impacted, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama. Call ahead if you're going to your branch and, and had a locations finder where you could check it. Uh, and then it said, you know, and then ones that were like if the whole state was closed, we would say the state of Mississippi is closed today. Yeah, we, which, yeah. Is, which was the case. Yeah, which was the case for three we days. We shut it down. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's done. Yeah. But uh, but others come back again. But others, there were like certain areas that weren't, certain areas that weren't. Yeah. And it's it's hard. I mean, it's, it's a well. There's nothing. There's I, I mean, know someone's playing the little violin for like oh you and your big bank and what. But like dude, it's like it's it's hard. Well, I mean, I think the theme of the last couple of years has been inconsistency that you sort of didn't know what you were gonna wake up to the next day. Speaking of which, there you go. Very apropos. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about this and griped about like everybody with the coronavirus is like, well, some people it gives a light cough and some people it, you know, takes their life. And it's this inconsistency and ungroundedness, that I think, causes the most unrest that you that you just don't know. There's over, you know, the overwhelm mixed with um, uncertainty is a, certainly a tough, tough like I said, that's why we need some momentum in something, in, in some sort of positivity. I mean, I hate to be the doomsayer or whatever, but like Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy has been the highlight of 2021. Or low light, if you're like some. I, I think everybody thought it was cool, though. I mean, oh, like, I mean, there were some people that were just like he disrespected the trophy. No, that's about like, a game. No, that's some Karen out there. Yeah, but, it was. But. Yeah, but besides that, like I think everybody's like, dang. He's a normal person having fun. Yeah. He's not a robot. It would have been really crazy if somebody went and boop, boop, boop. Oh, if divers. Gronk right. would have gotten it. Gronk would have had it. Little known fact, Gronk can hold his breath for eight minutes. Yes, he does. <laughs> he practices during the huddles. He always holds his breath during the huddle on yeah. the field. Watch next time. But anyway, <laughs> the Gronk. Uh, so there's been a rise of uh, challenges lately in the marketing area, especially on the, the LinkedIn's out there. There was a, a nice thread this week and a few others going on. Wasn't that much to it, but at least the conversation going is when and when not to SMS. And the, the question going on is, well, that's the next marketing channel everyone should be getting into. And I, I'm saying that as a, as a conversation. I'm not saying that because we're going to discuss it here. But it's sort of like... Well, 82 to 85% of text messages are read when they get them. Well, well yeah. there's a reason because it's a, a pure reason. field. There's it's a reason. A, it's an un. It's one of the funniest things that came out from this. Um, it has nothing to do with, or very little to do with text messaging, but it was um, everybody's posting a picture of the snow, then somebody wrote on top of like a, I guess it was a, um, 
picnic table. I've been trying to reach you about your extended warranty. Yeah. I mean, that's the most annoying thing. I mean, I, I have, I hope none of your spouses or whatever work for these companies that call for this, but I have resorted to letting my rage out on these people, like they call you about the extended warranty. Email, same thing. Like, well, so that's, that's 70, 80% of the emails I get are. But that's what I want to get to is. Here's a weird thing, though, how few people open emails. So let, let's talk about that first because I think it's weird because I, I don't. I and I'm open, not talking about marketing emails. I'm talking about like just import, emails. Important account change information. We got a heck of an open rate on that. It was 32%. Like, no, this is something because that's how messed up marketers have made email. How much marketers have ruined email. When I say marketers, I'm using the term loosely. Yeah, I'm referring to every person who does marketing. Yeah, <laughs> but, but they've ruined email through through bad. I'm, what we're going to say is that's what they're going to do to text, where you can't even text your friend anymore. Well, I've talked about this before, and I've I've posted in a funny thread on LinkedIn a few while back. And I know why I keep talking about posts like I'm somebody special, but my but my point is, if someone's read it, kind of follows, a poster boy. Well, if they've read it and followed me, they're going to be like, oh yeah, he's already talked about that. So that's why I'm I'm giving out the disclaimer. But like. We'll say, we're banks. Like to me, other than healthcare, bank is probably number two in what you should read if you get an email from you get an email from your doctor or from your medical provider or your hospital. Probably should read that. Secondly, your money. You should want to know what's going on with it. If it's budget, are you getting a deal? Is there something great from your bank? Are you approved? Are they changing a policy? How do you not read an email from your bank? And I get I work from a bank, so Obviously, I'm going to be biased towards you should read our emails. Because it's been that ruined. That's my point. It's the number two thing you should probably be reading besides your health if you get an email from that entity. And 30% is a good rate of open? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And And, again, we're not, we're talking, we're mixing messages. We're talking about a non-marketing email and kind of loosely comparing marketing open rates to it. But the point is you can't even get a customer alert message read. Well, and that's and to the point of my my rant on the market. And my rant on LinkedIn is like, I try email is my main form of communication other than text. When I log in at work, it's like okay, I'm looking at you know whatever attachment going through email, and it's like two of every twenty are probably relevant to me. Oh, I yeah. think mine's that. Mine's probably worse than that. Too. I'll tell you this: my the ads on Instagram. The ads I get on are Instagram better than the link. The are, are better than my old. Uh, there's more relevant stuff in the ads on my Instagram. Well, they know more about you than the email, and I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the totality of my email. Yeah, client, like I get more relevant messages because there's because the volume of bullcrap I get. Can't in use email. that bullcrap. Yeah, can't use that. David Ogilvy, I think it's David Ogilvy. Ogletree. No, Ogilvy. <laughs> Ogilvy. I think it's him that hated Billboard. He loved the bucolic view in nature and thought billboards were ruining. Well, don't drive down to the beach. Oh, yeah. Oh, or, gosh. or from Georgia to North Carolina. No. Oh. South of the border. Both both offensive to your sensibilities and your eyes or whatever. It's it's anyway. If you live in that area, you know what I'm talking about, or if you've traveled that area. But can we just and and obviously that we can't. But I think we should elite, uh, agree to leave text messages alone. I think it's vulgar and offensive. 
I'll go and give you my. You didn't ask yet, but I think that we need to leave the realm. I cannot imagine, and and part of it's being a. I'm primarily a visual marketer. I don't know, maybe not. I'm a writer, probably of skill better than anything. But what the hell are you gonna market on on text? That the only time, in my opinion, you should use text messaging when it comes to marketing, or the place where I really value it is something, one, that I opt in for generally, but specifically, like, if I'm tracking a package and I want to know where it is, or especially in the COVID realm, because I've eaten out a couple of times lately. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. They don't give you the little buzzer. You, the, they text you when your table's ready. No, but I hear what you're saying. So my advice here is that if they I'm saying it's very micro. You have to opt in. If it's not an opt in, and I think it has to be a very, I think the two things are a strong opt in and a very limited time frame. So here, here's where, here's where I think this, this answers the question for everything. And I'm a bank marketer, so I feel 17. like I feel like I can say this. Okay. Banks, in my opinion, are notoriously poor marketers. Yes. So if we're poor and bad marketers. Why are all the good marketers not doing text message marketing? That would be my question to answer it. If why are the the great marketing companies of the world and agencies of the world that and, and industries that outmarket banks by creativity, by whatever else they do that aren't as conservative an industry that can do whatever that aren't regulated like we are? that aren't under the same regulatory government agencies that we have to fall under and, and offers that we can make, they're not doing text message marketing. I mean, as a whole, there's opt-ins. I will say the one opt-in I like, and I've uh, again, I'm prefacing it that I've mentioned this for, is restaurants. I don't have a problem if I sign up for a discount from your restaurant and at 1030 you send me something that says, free drink with an entree today. Now, don't do it every day because then it's not important. But if you send it and say, oh, free dessert with dinner tonight at three in the afternoon, so I know that night I might go there. Or free drink if it's, if it's a restaurant bar and I've opted into that because I follow where they're having a pop-up or something on the weekend or, or a food truck. Follow a food truck to know where it is because you like it. I think those are actually okay because that is a consumable item that happens three times a day and they can skew when they're couponing or they can skew when they're going to be somewhere. But banks are different. You sign up for a bank account seven to eleven years on average. One or two percent are ever looking to change. I mean, and what are you going to go be Foursquare and send someone a, a an alert, like a push alert, when they go in somewhere to give them a discount? Like, there's things that just don't make a lot of sense for banks. So, so I think that not only, I mean, I'm going to amend that banks aren't good at marketing. With banks are incredibly difficult to market. I mean, that's one reason we're not great at it. Why don't we have the Nike commercial, or why can't we do funny stuff like M and M's? Because your shoes last, I don't know, six to 12 months, depending on what kind of, if you're a runner or not, they can last much longer. M&Ms are like, you eat a pack and they're gone, they cost a dollar. I mean, that's like, you know, banking's a lot like marriage. Death to his part sort of thing. One, I, I don't want to see any rise in in text message marketing at all. I, I well, we'll ruin it. it it's just like email's the great example. But we will the, ruin who's it. The, who's the newest pundit who's never worked in a bank or hasn't worked in one for 40 years? Because that's what – or only worked at one for a year and and goes in and, like, has, has suggested this. 
Because this smacks of somebody who doesn't understand banking at all. Well, like, or, or, I don't know what you would put well, in I the message. I think it's even... What would you put in the message? If you were texting somebody that says, come bank at Renaissance, what in the hell would you put in the message? I'm mad about Our this. Our rewards checking will save you money. Click here to open an account or stop to not receive anymore. It would be something like that. It would be something... And that, why would somebody opt in for that? Because thinking about thinking about opening a, a check, somebody a Chris Nichols who's way smarter than me. Well, the problem number one is compliance wouldn't let us have that shorter message because oh, well, it doesn't have all the triggers and stuff you're yeah. going to have in it. Yeah, anybody that's ever worked with somebody is really messed up. Outside today, Gronk held his breath for nine minutes trying to find that trophy. So I just can't imagine anybody. I think I've seen some of our listeners react positively to this, so I don't necessarily want to walk it back. Some of my friends, I can't remember who all reacted positively, but, like, please don't do – I mean, this is like – Just don't ruin it. Why are you going to ruin it? I probably – I joked with – I just don't know – but I don't – you you might ruin like, – So Like, we ruin television with commercials, so I report to but our, it was worth it. I report to our COO at our bank. We probably do more communication over text messaging – and as well with, with the CEO when we have an assignment and I you know, have to work on it with him, I probably communicate more over text messaging than any other medium uh, because email has to load. You have to go get it. Are you on the system? Are you not on the system? If it's on your phone, uh, ours, sometimes like the browser, if it's a link, you can't get to it and the firewall is pretty strict on it. But text is just back and forth. I mean, it's it, what is it? Is it simple messaging service? What's SMS stand for? What's it stand for? Uh, short message service. Excuse me. Short message service. But here's so the, in the idea of it, it's supposed to be one-on-one short message back and well, forth. Well, there's a limit, a character limit to true well, SMS. Well, MMS is, is the media, like sending a meme or a video. Yeah. So MMS, media message service. Well, I mean, service. the messaging yeah. app that, that's... Um, but my point in that is, why... And I think it's the, the whole argument of it's just smacks of hypocrisy to me when someone's like, but it's got an 82% open rate. Of course it does, because you haven't ruined it yet. Yeah, like it's only a message from your... It still amazes me this at 80%, because I'm going to go back to email. I'm not say I open all my emails, but I open most of them. because I open all mine. That doesn't mean I necessarily like go through the whole thing, but I open it. In the preview window. Yeah, definitely preview window. Not sure. open, open. I delete some that I know were just like Russian bot, whatever. Those but are the best ones. No, really, comrade. Yeah, I will break. You. I will break you. Uh, okay, well, not me. I haven't. You open all my texts, but here's the thing: like, what? Who only opens eighty percent of their text messages? Well, well I'm just not going to open this one. <laughs> Looks like mom. I don't want to see from mama today. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I got any people that die that got a text message and, that, and didn't know. It's not funny, but I mean that's the I'm so punchy at the end of this first day back at work that I can't. But like, it's got to be something weird to make this more or less of a laughable podcast, but actually somewhat serious. Just don't take do away. It. Don't do it. Number one. Oh, this is what now, I was now, say let me tell you, no, But let's say this: if it's an opt-in for spending. Or fraud alert. I'm cool with that. Yeah. If someone takes my card and but that's swipes not marketing. it, that's no, not marketing. That's service. That's bank services. That is just that's just a different channel of don't delivering mar- a bank d- service. Please, please don't just be like, yo. If I get a text, I'll tell you this. If I get a text from a bank, just rando soliciting me. CD rates today are I'm gonna three and a half you, percent. I, I'm for- going to call your name out on this podcast and just read their read their text because I'm just like, don't. Di- I cannot imagine 
how bad that would. But Josh, eighty-two percent are opened. Yeah, and because because marketers haven't ruined. Yeah, it that's yet. like. So let's. That, that's like saying, listen, listen. That's like saying eighty percent of food that's eaten is eaten, so we should poison food. Well, let's go through the channels real quick. TV, commercials. What do people do when commercials are on? They look at their phone. Why do you even have a DVR other than to record digitally without using cassette or or a, a tape? Why do you have DVR? To skip commercials, right? So so there's there's one. Yep. Why did the right now I, I get it's a delivery of content, but why Netflix, HBO, Showtime, all these other ones that only advertise well, it's, it's shows worth paying for to not because you're paying to not get commercials yeah. to not get interrupted. Why would you even go to a movie pre-pandemic because you knew you could sit there and not be interrupted and, and watch something an for two hours? There's an experience and but, you see it early, but it is part of it. So so TV commercials, people don't like commercials. The Super Bowl because that's a different thing, but the rest of it, you don't want to see a commercial. You may like a commercial. Because it's good, but you but, don't just like but commercials. You, but if someone said you can choose to have them or not, you would choose not to have them. Super Bowl, you would choose to have them. I think the, yeah. I think the majority of you would say, yeah, I want to see them. It's entertaining. It's, it's the best of the best commercials for the year. So let's, okay, that's gone. Let's talk about your mail. Junk mail. The term junk mail was literally created because marketers to the point where send mail, sends mail to where no one sends mail anymore. They don't like it. It's 1% return. 1% will act off of a yeah, good but mail I, piece. But I would bet at, 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 at some point in time, 80-something, 90% of people used, opened. Used to open and read their mail. Yeah. Now, we, we used to say if uh, there was a, a running joke in the banking industry, uh, compliance people put your fingers in your ears, that if you wanted to raise a rate, just mail a letter to your customers telling them you're raising rates mm-hmm. or a fee or something. Just mail it to them. Because they wouldn't open, they they wouldn't wouldn't open the mail. They'd throw it away. Yeah, yeah. So mail, TV, movies. Okay, let's talk about billboards. You mentioned that earlier. Well, well, it's billboard is a medium or, or is a thing in the medium. The medium is the road. Yeah. But you're marking on it and then you're like, I don't want I just want to see a priest. People want to go out west. I can just see the the road, the beautiful road, the coastline when you go to the beach. I just want to see the beach. Nobody ever goes to see the billboards. Okay. So then let's talk about email. It used to be 90% open rate when it started. Mm-hmm. Now it's 15 is probably what it is. 30 is like a good open rate on an email if you send it out. Well, no, 30s are ridiculously good. Like like you're still in, you're in single digits. So marketers have ruined that. Yeah. Telephones. We have to have a literal government mandate of a do not call registry because people used phone marketing so much they ruined the telephone. And somehow they got around it because they really want to talk to you about your car warranty. I mean, but, I get like eight or ten of these a day. But people do not answer their phone unless they know the number. Yeah, yeah. Nobody That's answers, how bad it's gotten. Nobody answers the phone anymore. That is how bad it has gotten. People will not answer their phone unless they know the number. You know why? Telemarketers. Yeah. So we ruin every channel there is out there with marketing. Ruin all of them. Yeah. Because no one wants all that. And we mean bad practitioners. And why I said we can't all band together, if all the good practitioners band together and don't do it, the only people that are going to do it are the really bad ones. And then they'll completely ruin it. Yeah. So right now, the last vestige, is that the right word? Of well, uh, other than like your own retinas, like there's going to beam a friggin' ad to your retinas. We were on a call earlier. It's SMS. Well, we were on a call earlier, and John, we're on a Zoom call. Yeah. John as the client, me as the vendor. And an ad took over. It must be a pop up like from another website you had opened or something. I don't know if it was on mine or somebody else because I heard it on audio. Oh. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. I heard it. 
but an ad popped up and I was like, how is someone on our Zoom call? Yeah. And I think someone was like in their car or something and took the meat yeah. off. But anyway, I was just it was just weird because I was like, you can't have ads in Zoom meetings. Yeah. Well, that would be maybe the, you can. Maybe that's the next thing is thirty second break for an ad in the middle of the Zoom when it's when you're t- that could be the start though. It starts there will be an ad before it starts. Pre roll on. I I will guarantee you we're joking about it now. There'll we're be pre roll and we're going to dust this thing off in. 2030 and they'll be like pre-roll and zoom before you start you gotta listen to an ad and it's free or you pay for zoom yeah because it's free right now right uh well they're versions the versions but yeah so it, it will be like pandora you get the music streamer yeah. you can either pay and have no ads or you can have ads or you get an ad you, for a free cause, hour because i mean you didn't hear them it's just like the theater advertising because there are there are now ads in front of movie theater in oh, front yeah. of it's a captive audience they can't go anywhere but they don't I can't care. See That's the problem. They don't care. It. I can't. In social media, when there's pre-roll and ads, I see them and I go, I didn't ask for that. I, I didn't would want say, that. I would say a pre-roll ad in Zoom would be less offensive to me. That didn't interrupt the meeting would be less offensive to me than a text message. I mean, we talk about digital, like being impersonal. Some moron at some point got it in their head that digital was impersonal. And if you believe that digital is impersonal, unlock your phone and hand it to me and stand by quietly while I just go through it. You oh, don't know drive, what I, it'll drive you crazy. I mean, you'll you may freak out. I can't stand when my kids get my phone and start like messing with my like, oh gosh, what you're gonna ruin and my look, phone. Don't even do anything on it, but it's just like it's because it's so personal. A Zoom call, check out Heinz Ketchup because it's good. Before if it didn't interrupt the the meeting. Would be less offensive to me than Heinz ketchup. But um, you've got on my text. But message. the masterclass of of called mass intimacy. Yeah, I mean the phone is the most is now our most intimate communication device because we're on it eight to nine hours a day. It's the first thing we look at when we like wake up. It's the last thing we look at when we go to sleep. As we set our alarm on it, you know, it's replaced watches, it's replaced stereos, it's replaced compasses and computers and keychains and all types of stuff. If you start parking your marketing on my conversation line in text messaging, I'm going to be offended. And I don't think I'm I don't think my opinion is in the minority here. And I think there's a lot of people that won't voice it because they're not into marketing, they don't understand channels, they're looking at their, you know, whatever they or do. Or somebody had a really good it. presentation that made it seem really good. Oh, it, they get open 82% of the time. Yeah. Where should be all in that channel? Yeah. Right, because your marketing is so good on the other channels and made those so much stronger. Let's pick one that's still strong because marketing hasn't gotten onto it yet. Again, not talking about opt-in services. We're not. If you want fraud alerts, if you want updates on the a restaurant, if you want updates on your loan, uh, I know some banks did some triple P text SMS stuff, but that's specifically to that client on if they got approved or not or where they were in the process. I'm all about that because you know what that is? That is taking relationship banking to a digital channel. That's all that is. Yep. That's not marketing. Where's well, the deal? My banker texts me. Yeah, but he doesn't text you like, hey, Josh, today's rates are this. Come into the bank and see me. But he would. He, but he could text me like, hey, I've looked at your... Mortgage and rates have fallen. It'd be a good time to refinance. Yeah. That's relationship banking. Yes, that's not marketing. That's not marketing. Yeah. Now, and it's certainly not mass SMS. Yeah. It sort of bothered me when I saw the positive groundswell around it because I was like, no, please don't. Don't do it. Please don't. don't I, why do we need to ruin something else? I don't know. I think we made our point. All right. Well, to the uh, get off my lawn or my frozen tundra lawn this week from the deep south in Mississippi, 
the Marketing Money Podcast has uh, had a nice little rant on why you should not use SMS and uh, for marketing purposes and why uh, it's ruined other channels. I think we've given pretty good examples. If you want to argue it, look, we're open to it. We love a little bickering and a little back and forth. So yeah, shoot I us an email. Ch- so, I want, Come on the show. Yeah, I want to watch the guy, whatever, the news guy that set up the table said, change my mind or whatever. I can't remember the guy. It's a meme now. But I can't think of the guy's name. But anyway, change my mind on I dare you. I double, triple dog dare you. Davis Ogletree was his name. No. Just kidding. So anyway, for the Marketing Money Podcast, Renaissance Bank, Mabus Agency is the team on this thing. We appreciate you listening in. And don't text us unless it's personal. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.